Welcome to the Adamantium Podcast, episode number 138. Maniacs. I am your host, Adam R. Harrison, and thank you so much for tuning in today. One of the things on my mind, of course, right now in, in music news is, of course, the death of Taylor Hawkins, the drummer of the Foo Fighters. Of course, the Foo Fighters being one of mine and probably many of yours favorite bands, and I've been very fortunate to have seen Taylor Hawkins and the Foo Fighters perform four or five times, and I'm, I'm saddened by the news. I was having this conversation with a friend last night that, you know, it's it's kind of weird to feel sad over the death of a, a celebrity, someone that you don't know or have never met. And uh, actually, that's not completely true, because in high school, I actually went to a CD signing at HMV when the Foo Fighters released In Your Honor. So I think I met Taylor Hawkins for a good five seconds. But my point being, someone that you haven't really met and, and had a conversation with. But, you know, as a music lover, and I'm sure many of you can relate, when you listen to someone's music so much, um, you almost know a little piece of them very well. And so it's really sad, you know, to know that that person is gone and you know that the, their musical talent has has disappeared from from the planet so let's dedicate this episode to the memory of taylor hawkins and you know much love to his family and the foo fighters right now and much more positive news this past weekend canada's men's national soccer team qualified for the fifa world cup this year in 2022 and this is just unbelievable and surreal from my standpoint i I never actually thought i would see this moment Uh, it's never happened in my lifetime canada's only qualified for the world cup once and that was in 1986 and they didn't actually make a very great run of it they didn't even score a goal in the world cup so this is just the most fantastic news if you know like i'm a huge soccer fan Uh, i grew up on the sport my i was raised on soccer by my family and in the world cup of always had to cheer for other countries because we never make it and this team is just playing so inspired they're incredible young talent like we legit have a good team they're top of the table in north america and i was super lucky i got to go down to the game against jamaica where they they sealed the deal and qualified and it was the environment was just absolutely incredible you can see that the the Canadian people and just like, you know, the multiculturalism of of Canada really helps because people from all over the world want to see Canada make it. And the environment down at BMO Field yesterday was just incredible. I mean, the weather, however, wasn't. It was minus 13 down by the lake there, but it almost didn't matter. It was like the energy gave this like emotional warmth to the place. And so just a big shout out to the Canadian men's national soccer team. We are so looking forward to what you guys, the, the journey and the story that you guys are building. And I honestly just wish you guys nothing but the best. Just keep doing what you're doing uh, and make this country proud. Moving on to today's episode, we've got a really cool, fun episode for you today with a very budding, super talented artist. Her name is Chelsea Cutler, and we've got her today on episode 138 of the Adamantium podcast. And I met up with Chelsea last week in the afternoon before her concert here at the Queen Elizabeth Theatre in Toronto. And we just had a really fun, kind of chill conversation. And those are the ones I love. And we just kind of kicked back and talked a lot about music and, and life. And Chelsea is just like really laid back and loves good music. And uh, those are the best episodes. So I had a lot of fun. Thank you, Chelsea. 
And for those that are new to Chelsea's music, uh, we're going to do the Adamantium Recommend segment. So that's five songs that I'm going to recommend to you that you could check out before or after the interview. For Chelsea Cutler fans, you'll know all of these, um, and you can let me know uh, how my picks compare to yours. So Chelsea released an album last year called When I Close My Eyes in the fall, and they just released a deluxe edition this month. And one of the new songs on the deluxe edition is maybe my favorite song by Chelsea Cutler, and that's a song called The Lifeboat's Empty. And also from the original version of that album, I'm going to recommend the songs Calling All Angels and the song When I Close My Eyes. Also, uh, one of the latest singles that she's featured on is one of my favorite songs that she's been a part of. Uh, and it's a song called Walk Me Home that she does with Said the Sky and Elenium. And then for the last recommendation, we're going to go back to 2019 from an EP called Brent that she did with Jeremy Zucker. And it's a song called You Were Good to Me. So be sure to check those out along with the rest of Chelsea's collection because she's a very talented artist and you're going to be hearing a lot more of her in the future. If you are a Chelsea Cutler fan and you're tuning into the Adamantium podcast for the very first time today, first of all, thank you so much for joining us. We would love to have you back again sometime, so please do feel free to hit that subscribe button on whichever podcast network you choose to get your podcasts. You can also follow the Adamantium on social media. We're on Instagram at the Adamantium, on Facebook at the Adamantium Podcast, and on Twitter at Adam R. Harrison, or you can find us just by searching the Adamantium Podcast. And that's all I've got to say for now because we've got a lot to go over with Chelsea in this episode, and I really do hope you enjoy the conversation. Have a super week, everybody, and we will see you back here for our next episode very shortly. My family's Irish. Like, okay. So, like, whenever I go to Ireland, people say that. They're like, your Canadian accent's super cool. And really? I was like, I was like, ours is, just, like, very plain. Like, I was like, yours is, like, you're Irish. You have the best accents. Yeah, theirs are, theirs are sick. Yeah. I mean, you, you definitely, you guys sound cooler than Americans, too. I think it depends, too. Like, it depends how harsh, because there is parts in Canada, too, where it's, like, super thick. Yeah. Yeah, East Coast, or, like, yeah. Or, like, even, like, rural Ontario, like, yeah. Letterkenny. That's true. Like, yeah. <laughs> what what like, is it? Oh, it's like it go the, French? It, that's, like, the real... No, no, like, there's a real Ontario-Canadian accent, which is, like, the, t- the type that, like, people make fun of in yeah. shows that, like, where it's, like, no, do to boot it, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but, yeah, that's, that's pretty rare. I mean, even, like, like Americans in, like, um... Like Minnesota. Oh yeah, like, Minnesota's like that too. Yeah. Yeah. Even or like, like Fargo. <laughs> yeah, like part like parts of the like northern Midwest too. Yeah. Have, have like the U.S. has so many different accents though. Like, oh my gosh, I know. Yeah. So you're from Connecticut. Yeah. So the closest would be like New York accent. Yeah. You... Our accent, like I feel like, in New England is so plain. Yeah. See, that's how I feel. And I don't yeah. know. But people always, whenever I travel, people always make fun of how I say, like, out or about. Yeah. Yeah. Out, Anyways. about. Yeah. And so, so yeah, whenever, like, I'd be traveling, like, well, let's go out tonight. And they're like, oot, oot. I, <laughs> I was I, like, well, what do you want me to say? Like, let's go out? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, my roommate, I, so I, like, went to boarding school, and my roommate was from um, Cape Breton. Oh, yeah. So her accent was, like, 
real hard on. So, so for real. That's awesome. That's awesome. You used to play soccer, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's, tell me a little. We're running. We're rolling. By the oh, way, nice, so the first cool. few minutes is just about accents, which is all. It's nice. All cool. So you used to play soccer, which is, and call it like college yeah. level. Yeah. That's awesome. So yeah. do you still play at all or? I wish. No. Yeah. Yeah, me too. I was. That's that was my sport oh, too. Oh no. Yeah, yeah. Do you play at all? So now, like, I'm 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 quite a bit old. I'm 33, and oh, so yeah. now, like, I'm, my ankles are messed up from soccer, and yeah, I had to have like fluid removed from my ankles oh my at gosh. one point. So at that point, I was kind of like, let's maybe tone it down. <laughs> yeah, no, that's legit. I yeah. I feel like I just like New York is, New York feels like such a congested place, mm-hmm. um, as I'm sure like a lot of cities feel. So it it kind of it. Like, Where did you, you go to college? Um, Amherst College. Okay, yeah, yeah. Is that in New York? Um, no, it's in Massachusetts. It's a okay. super small school, 1,700 people. Um, yeah, so you get to New York and, like, you don't even know how to, like, find your own dentist because there's so many. Right, like, you right. Know, like, it's just so congested. So um, I haven't really figured out how to play. Were you on a scholarship there? No. Or? Okay. No. Nice. Cool. Well, so who's, like, do you have, like, a team? I, I definitely, like, I follow the women's national team. Right. Um, I used to pay a lot of attention to the MLS mm-hmm. and, 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 like, So they, what's the closest team there? Would it be um, New we York have, Red Bull or? Yeah, we have the Red Bulls and we also, um, New York Football Club, too. Yeah, NYCFC. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So you're actually. But that's, that's a newer club. Like, when that, I was growing up. Only a up, couple of years, yeah. Yeah, we only had the Red Bulls growing up. So we are, you're actually right next to our MLS team stadiums oh, if you no look way. outside you'll see it yeah okay that's sick toronto fc play. yeah yeah i saw that there was a stadium i didn't know that's yeah so this sunday is actually a big deal because team canada is playing there oh my god and all they need is a draw and they'll make the world cup for the first time in more than 20 years who are they playing they're playing jamaica so at home like and we've been doing really really well they actually could have sealed the deal yesterday but they lost to costa rica in okay. costa rica but but we we're we have, so there's a red card and anyway so are you going to the game I'm thinking about it, but I'm traveling in like a week and a half, so I'm trying to maybe stay away from crowds this close yeah. too. So, totally. but now I kind of now that they could seal it on Sunday, I'm kind of really tempted to go. <laughs> well, it's out outside. It is outside. Wear a mask. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So I'm I might go. I might go. But yeah, so TFC play right here. That's awesome. TFC, which is cool. So, who's like uh, who's like your hero growing up? Um, that's a great question. I so I always have loved Joe Hart. Okay. I played in goal, so. Oh yeah, the, yeah. the English. Keeper. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I always loved Joe Hart, and like I was a I was a really big Manchester United fan too. Yeah, me too. That's um, awesome. so like Van der Sar, Sick, yeah, and and um. Peter Schmeichel was my yeah. guy growing up. Maybe he's he was probably retired by the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and like I think when I like I obviously loved Hope Solo too, and then as yeah. I, as I got older, I think I like. Like I read her autobiography, and I think I've become like more aware of like how like she's obviously a bit like her career stories are like a little bit complex. Okay. Um. But yeah. Very cool. That's I like that about you. That's where uh, soccer soccer people always gravitate to each other. Definitely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Have you ever been to like Have you ever been to any big matches? Um. 
Yeah, I. Like, have you ever seen the the national team? Yeah, so every every time the men or the women play close, um, I always go. So they the women play a lot out of like Rensselaer Field, which is in um, Hartford, Connecticut. Okay. It's like two hours out of the city, so we we try to go up there whenever oh, that's they're cool. there. I, yeah, I honestly like don't really miss games when they're up there. Yeah. Um, and then I was really really lucky. I got to go with Nike to the World oh, Cup. Amazing. The um, last one in Russia. Um, no, the women's World Cup. The women's in, World um, Cup. Yeah, and it was out of France, so yeah, got to see right Paris for a couple of days yeah. and go. Yeah, so that was awesome. That's really cool. I yeah. went to the 2014 World Cup. No way. In Brazil, yeah. Oh my gosh, was it so cool? It was really cool. It was like, especially of all places to to go see it. And actually, so the U.S. men's national team, their their captain Michael Bradley plays for Toronto. Oh, no way. Yeah, yeah. Oh, my gosh. I remember. And now his dad is our coach. Yeah, I yeah. remember. He coached the national team Bob for a bit. Bradley, yeah. 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 Okay. There you go. Anyways, we should probably talk a little bit about music on <laughs> totally. this podcast. So, totally. <laughs> I mean, congratulations. You said your second album uh, was released in October. October, Now yeah. the deluxe edition is just coming out. Um, tell me a little bit now on to, like, a second album. What, what goes through your head when you're putting out a second album? Does it feel like there's more pressure uh, less pressure than the first album. Yeah, um, I I feel like I don't I don't really subscribe to kind of all these narratives about what each album is supposed to do. Right. Which is nice. Um, I don't know. I feel like there's so much pressure right now for artists to find. Um, there's so much like pressure for artists to to like find moments of going viral and and like yeah, yeah. I grew up listening to artists that didn't catch a hit until their fourth or fifth albums mm-hmm. and so like I've never really felt a ton of pressure around that um so for me it was just kind of about especially through the pandemic it was really just about trying to have fun and mm-hmm. and be like I was just grateful that I was able to write and work again mm-hmm. and what like what was that like during the pandemic because obviously um it's a lot easier to you do a lot of collaborating too oh, so yeah. it's obviously a lot easier to collaborate not in a pandemic. Yeah. <laughs> so oh my me, gosh. Yeah. Tell me a little bit. Was that was it a lot of just like working from separate sites and? Um. I so I I tried that. Um. I spent like the first ten months of the pandemic with my parents, kind of accidentally. Mm-hmm. Um. I, that classic like you go home to spend the two week quarantine with them, yeah, and that right. two weeks became this is a massive pandemic. Yeah. Um. And they're they're um in their early sixties. They'd want me to say. Okay. Um, <laughs> so they, yeah, we were definitely very careful about like who I was around and stuff. So it was a lot of Zoom sessions mm-hmm. until vaccines were available. Yeah. Um, and then once everybody got vaccinated, um, especially heading into last summer, mm-hmm. like cases were so down. So there was a lot more collaboration. And yeah, I, tr- I tried probably 50 or 60 different like Zoom and FaceTime yeah. sessions. I'm probably exaggerating. It was probably like 30 or 40, but it didn't work for me. Yeah. yeah. Not at all. Especially like. Or, like, I've talked to bands that were literally recording each instrument in a different location. And it's oh, like, yeah. It's almost like at that point, just wait. <laughs> yeah. No, like, for, yeah. for me, it was definitely, I like, I tried to write alone, and I think, I, I do write alone a lot, but when you're not experiencing any life, there's not really much to write about right, on your yeah. own. Um, so, yeah, I, I honestly just, like, stuck it out until I was able to see people again. Cool. One of the new songs that I really digged was The Lifeboat's Empty. Thank you. Um, and I'm like, you know, at heart, I'm like an, an alt rocker. Nice. And that song like feels a little bit more alt rock than totally. what we're used to from you. Totally. So tell me a little bit about, you know, what inspired you 
for that song. Yeah, definitely. Um, so I was working with friends in Newport, Rhode Island, mm-hmm. and um, I've been listening to a lot of artists out of the UK. Okay. And I just love what's coming out of there right now. Mm-hmm. And so we, we were all bumping it, and we kind of suggested... So tell, first, so tell me a couple, a couple of the artists that... Oh, for, yeah, I got like. you, for sure. Um, okay, so like Holly Humberstone, for example. Mm-hmm. I can't get enough of her right now. Um, I think she's amazing. Um, I, N- no Rome actually isn't from the UK, but he's, uh, he works with like Dirty Hit, which is like the 1975's like imprint. Yeah. Um, Sam Fender is fantastic. Um, yeah, I just... Okay, so you wanted something more along that vibe. Yeah, like yeah. they... Yeah, because I, I feel like the music that's coming out of... So, um, Holly also, like, works with Dirty Hit, too. So, I, I feel like the music that's coming out of there is... Uh, authentic is such an overused word, but, like, I just feel like the American industry right now is so impacted by social media and mm-hmm. TikTok, and the stuff that I'm listening to out of the UK feels so... Like, just good music, you know? Um, They're not trying to, like, make hits. They're just trying to make good music. Um, And so, yeah, we we were like, why don't we try to make something up-tempo? Like, I don't have a ton of up-tempo stuff. Mm -hmm. So so we just picked a BPM, and we just went with it. Really cool. Yeah. Yeah, and even, like, you got to play a little guitar. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, oh, my gosh. We tuned... We tuned my guitar to like the wackiest tuning ever, which is actually a blast. I love mm. whenever I'm like stumped, that's usually my go-to. Yeah, just change the tuning and mess that's around. That's cool. That's yeah. really cool. Well, I really, I really dug it. And so, Thank are you going to be playing that one at the shows? Uh, yeah. And so, do you throw on a guitar for? I actually don't, and it's so silly because in rehearsal, we were kind of like, why, why didn't we arrange to have me play during it? Um, and I think, like, I'm just running around so much that it's right. actually, like, a probably a little bit easier to not. Yeah. But it would have made sense, for yeah. sure. That's pretty cool. I like... And, and same with the latest single, too, I really liked, which was uh, Walk Me Home. Oh, thank you. song with Elenium and, and Said the Sky, and it's... Um, it's a really kind of touching song, actually. Thank you. Tell me how that song kind of came about in working with, with Elenium and Said the Sky. Yeah, for sure. Um, so... Said the Sky actually sent the song like fully completed to Oh really? Okay. Yeah, to to our camp. So I can't take credit for the writing. It's it's really, really wonderful. Um, but they sent it to us and we I basically turned it around quickly, like within a couple of weeks, cut it in my apartment with my engineer. So how did, how did you get associated in with this, this song? Um, like, they, did they have you in mind already? I guess so. Yeah. yeah I think I, I would imagine they sent it to my team. Um, they sent the lyrics and the stems and everything. Mm-hmm. And yeah, we just cut it and sent it back to them. And like right away, we were all pretty excited about mm-hmm. it. So yeah, we, it turned out real good. Thank you so much. Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah. I think it surprised us all cause we turned the song around really quick. Yeah. So. Well, and the video is really kind of powerful too, and uh, yeah, that's it's really cool too, really cool. Um, tell me what it's been like for your experience. Like, I mean, as someone who's still really new into the industry, like you've gotten to work with some like super world class DJs, you know, like Kygo, and it almost seems like like Queen ninety two is kind of like taking you under his wing and that kind of thing too. Totally. Tell me what tell me what it's been like for you working with with these kind of inspirational people yeah I mean it's been awesome like everyone that I've worked with and have encountered has just been so nice and kind um obviously 
Quinn 92 is like one of my best friends and yeah. just outside of the music industry and, and within the music industry too he's really like the person that I most look up to and most like hope to model my career after um, but yeah I've been super fortunate um, the Lewis Child guys are awesome um, I've, I've gotten so I actually didn't get to meet Kygo when we were working on the song yeah um, but I've gotten to meet him a couple times performing and, and he's been so sweet and awesome so yeah I'm just I'm super grateful I've like had these opportunities so far yeah it's 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 crazy like you know so much to collaborate now it's like I mean one of the great things about modern technology you can collaborate without you know having to make all these arrangements with each other's schedules and stuff like yeah definitely. yeah same speaking to a few artists like yeah we never actually even met <laughs> it's like yeah we, we put out this hit song and it's like it's super uh, weird yeah i mean kaigo and i hadn't even like personally communicated like mm -hmm. i i communicated a bit um with miles his manager is super nice guy um but yeah, our first time meeting and and even like really speaking was my first time coming out to perform with him. Yeah. So, That's yeah, really it's cool. yeah, and yeah. then you get to share this really special moment together. Yeah. Thirty seconds after meeting. Right. Yeah. That's really cool. That's, yeah. Um, it's a, it's, a, it's a weird. It's like a really weird process. Yeah, how a nice lot to of meet you. Let's go kill this crowd. Yeah. <laughs> um, what's been like kind of the biggest pinch me moment in your career for you so far? That's a great question. I think playing Red Rocks, yeah, um, that was really, really special, and, and especially coming off the heels of the pandemic. Right. That was our first show back, and it was sold out, 10,000-person crowd, so wow. that, was, that was really surreal. Have you... Is this your... This isn't your first time playing Toronto, no? Not my first time playing Toronto. First time playing, um, obviously, since prior to the pandemic. Yeah, yeah. Cool. Do you remember the venue you played at last time? Yeah, we played at Danforth Music Hall. Really, also sweet. Venue. I loved it. Yeah. Yeah. I feel bad because so last time we played at Danforth, um, we basically we couldn't get our stage production through Border Patrol. Okay. And then when this tour was routed, they basically didn't give us enough time to get all of our stage production to Boston for the show tomorrow. Okay. Um, and so for the second time in a row, we aren't able to bring our stage production. So we had to, we had to backline in some stuff and hopefully, hopefully it'll still be like, it'll still be cool. It'll still yeah. be a cool show. Um, but I feel bad that like two, always border stuff. Yeah. It's like out. we haven't been able to finesse it. Yeah. Every time we've come. Hmm. That's cool, but I mean, I'm sure you're gonna be back plenty of times. I hope. Yeah, I love yeah. Toronto. We I got really so many cool. It. And there's like a they just announced they're gonna be building a new venue. No way. Yeah. And another new well, Drake's new venue which just opened this year. Wait, yeah. no way. In What's the beaches, that about? It's in it's in the beaches. It's called History. Okay. Um, and now it's actually like grabbing a lot of shows from other places. Oh, what yeah. cap is that? Uh, so that's what's great. It's kind of like between a club and like an arena. So I think it's like five. Oh it's wow. Like Twenty six hundred. 2600? Oh, like, okay. Oh, wow. Danforth is 17, so they wanted something a little bigger than the Yeah. Yeah. Well, so what's, it's like kind of. What's this, 2000? Yeah, what is this? Oh, that I don't know. This I don't know. This one's pretty either. big. This yeah. one's pretty big. This, is, this, this venue's too big for me. This, this one. <laughs> <laughs> I'm serious. No, I'm serious. We should have, especially coming off the pandemic, we sh probably should have done Danforth again. They, but. um, this is one, I think this is one of the most underused venues. Really? It is really sweet. The acoustics are really nice, nice. in here. Cool. Um, it, it'll be awesome. More a theater vibe, but yeah, it's it is really cool. I've seen a couple of good shows here. Nice. Um, Sweet. So what about what? What's like a dream collaboration for you? Oh, that's an awesome question. 
Okay, so I've been saying Dan and Shay okay. to manifest that. Really? So some country. Yeah. Um, so, like, I like country music, but I think what's so fantastic about Dan and Shay is, like, I mean, they're just some of the best hands-down, like, pop writers mm-hmm. that I've ever heard. Yeah. Um, they're, oh, my gosh, they're just really incredible. Um, so, like, that, obviously, like, there are so many artists that I would kill to work with, too. That's yeah. That will just probably not happen anytime soon. It looks mad. That's the, but, that's the great thing about the question is it yeah, can be anybody. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. Cool. That's, um, yeah, it's a good answer. They, they put out some good songs, especially in the last couple of years. Oh, my gosh. They've really yeah. crushed it. Yeah, yeah. I'm trying to remember now. My girlfriend's a was a big fan of one they put out last year, and I, now the title's escaping me, but yeah. It's all good. Yeah. Um, your, your shows have this, like, really cool energy to them. Thank you. Um, between, like, interaction with the crowd and, and stuff like that. Um, what are some of the things that you try and do to build that kind of atmosphere in the, in the venue? Yeah, totally. Um, I feel like, like, going to live shows, I always just write down stuff that makes me feel engaged when okay. I'm there. Um, and I'm so lucky. Like, my first tour, I got to open for Quinn 92. And, like, right, I, right. I just feel like he's such an engaging performer. So every single night, I was just writing stuff down that right. I liked that he did. And, and yeah, I, it's it's kind of like the blessing and curse of, of really, like, enjoying your own industry. Because I'll go to concerts, mm-hmm. and I can't just sit there and passively enjoy it. I have to be taking right. notes and all that. Um, so, yeah, I feel like I've just really paid attention to what makes me feel Mm-hmm. locked in at a show and I try to implement that so what were some of those key things say at a Queen show that you're like okay this is what I want to yeah bring into I mean, my shows yeah I think like a, a, a certain like moderation and how you communicate with the audience like I think um, there's like such a fine line between um, you know showing parts of yourself and also keeping the momentum of the show going mm-hmm. um, your body language on stage um, arra- like the way you have your songs arranged by, by like, the musical director. Mm-hmm. Um, like, I feel like my music could be interpreted as being kind of mellow. Mm-hmm. But we try to have the live show be, like, really upbeat because I, I just want people to dance and have, like, such a good yeah. time. And, and I love, like, having the audience sing because, like, there's not, like, when you're drunk at a bar with your friends, there's nothing better than you're singing at the singing top of your lungs, yeah. you know. And obviously you're here for a performance, but at the end of the day, a concert is... It's really, like, such a comprehensive experience. Well, some of the moments I always find that are the most memorable at shows is when, like, you know, an artist does, like, leave that line break for the audience to sing it. You totally. Know? And that's always, it's always, a, like, a crucial moment. Yeah, and, and like, pe- people want to feel involved. And they, yes, they yeah. want to feel like their presence mm-hmm. is required there and, and has an impact. Yeah, it's more than standing and watching. Exactly. You know? Yeah. That's cool. Um... What do you what do you do if you think you know like the crowd's a little bit more tired today or whatever? What do you do to get them amped? Yeah, that's an awesome question, dude. That's something that is. Do you still, feel that? Or are you like, yeah. oh, what do I do? Oh like, yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, you can tell kind of like, okay, this is working, this isn't working. Yeah. Um, you know, that's something that even you know I've, I've been touring four years now, and mm-hmm. that's still granted. Two, I guess two of those years were the pandemic. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's something that you know it's still such a learning curve um and i think it's it when you're on stage you just you got to put your ego aside and you just have to be you just have to be willing 
to like face rejection and, and like just go through your list of things you can try and like maybe you're gonna fail eight times as getting the crowd yeah. engaged before you find the thing that works for them. And yeah. Yeah, I feel like I feel like even just like being honest with them and then trying to like rile them up works yeah. too. I always feel the worst when you're just like at a bar and like the local band is playing in there. Like, there's been times where I'm like, this band is really good, but they're literally getting nothing back from yeah. this crowd. They're, like, not even paying attention to them. Yeah. So I always try and, like, be that guy applauding at least, because I'm like, at least show them that you're enjoying them. Like, yeah. I respect that so much. It's yeah. so funny, it's like, like, especially at, at headline shows. It's so shows. disheartening to be up there and just get no feedback at all. Like, yeah. Like, at least boo me. <laughs> like, I know, no, yeah. it's so funny. Like, I find that, um, like, I, I think, obviously, like, my demographic being a female artist can... Skew um, towards like being more heavily like women in the audience, mm-hmm. and so I see a lot of boyfriends. Okay. In the crowds, and it's very sometimes it's harder to get the boyfriends. Oh involved. my god, the boyfriends! They they stand there behind the girlfriend, uh, and they're looking around. They're looking up. They'll do anything to not make eye contact with you. Yeah. It's so like my biggest challenge is the boyfriends. Is the boyfriends. Ah, so what's do you have any tips yet on or like how do you get the boyfriends? Uh, like I don't know. I I still don't know. Working on yeah, it, I'm eh? still working yes. on it. One time um one time we were at a show and like this girl was at Barricade. Okay. And her boyfriend's at Barricade with her. I, this was definitely a girlfriend making boyfriend do this type thing. Right, yeah. And it was in Philly and the Eagles NFL team lost that day. Oh, so you and the guy's in a Phillies jersey and yeah. he's just on the barricade like that. And in the middle of the show, I was just like, bro, like, so there's like screaming people behind you who would kill to like be Have at barricade. Yeah. yeah, I was like, I mean, the Philly, like, the Eagles game's over. Like, let's, we're here right now. Let's just yeah. try to have fun. And he, like, actually loosened up and had a really good time. Oh, good. Um, but I have no shame in just being like, what's Calm going on? Yeah. <laughs> Tell me what's bumming you out. <laughs> let's talk about it. Eagles fans are, like, of, like, I, I just went on a trip in September, and it was on a long hiking trip. And oh, the guy nice. I was with, I climbed Mount Kilimanjaro. And the guy oh that I was gosh, with is an like Eagles fan, and that was like fifty percent of the time. That's what he talked about. That's <laughs> like amazing. Eagles fans are like that's what their life is about. Sam, yeah. um, Sam is from Philly, so ah, there you go. Testify. Also, they, oh, yeah. Yeah, of course, it's oh, like yeah. the thing there. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> um, what is uh, tell me about? So that's on stage. Tell me some of your favorite ways to interact with the fans, either on stage or off stage, too. Yeah, definitely. Especially right now, where you can't. It's like a, a lot of places you can't do meet and greets now. So oh my gosh. Your, yeah. yeah. So tell me some of your strategies right now for interacting with the fans. And I well, I'm blessed right now with this tour. Um, you know, we're so fortunate that we imposed like vax requirements and we're able to right. do meet and greets so you can do meet and greets yeah so yeah. we do like a meet and greet That's and such a, a Q&A. crucial element too yeah uh, yeah oh my gosh for me it's so important because like social media feels like a really difficult place for me mm-hmm. to interact with people of course yeah um and it feels so impersonal you know yeah. like when you're when you're putting out a tiktok video it's getting sent to an algorithm like i don't even know who right. it's Who's going to it? yeah so um I found it really hard during the pandemic, honestly. Mm-hmm. To, to I think everybody did. Like, hundred percent. I did. I got demotivated. Oh my gosh! You know, for I sure. would just even still. I get emails that are like, "Can we just do this on Zoom?" And I'm like, "It's not the same." If we yeah, it's like, not this the is same. way way better. You know. Yeah. Even yeah. even you know fa- like um, the fan interaction stuff is one thing, and even just with the label and the management mm-hmm. team and all of that good stuff, like 
now everyone opts for Zoom, and I'm like, we used to be going into the office every day. Right, yeah. And I miss that camaraderie and that kind of face-to-face, you know, those face-to-face moments the that we were having together. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, um, I'm, like, so not into this metaverse mm-hmm. wave that's taking over, and um, I forget if it was, like, a Google, an ex like Google employee who's talking about the fact that we're already so immersed in the metaverse. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, well, uh, no. I've heard like to this like whole Facebook country that's like starting. There's gonna be like Facebook's basically starting an online world, and there's gonna be like a currency involved. And what, they're like, saying it's kind of scary because it's the first like like currency to be owned by a company rather than a country. Right. And so it's actually like kind of. Well, I don't, I don't even, like, yeah, I mean, like, if you want to get into decentralized finance right, and right. shit, like, yeah, oh, yeah. sorry, for sure. <laughs> no, no, like, no, you can say whatever you want. That freak, that stuff freaks, like, I it like is, Bitcoin because it's, it's anonymous, it's the whole, the decentralization thing, yeah. I like that. The idea of Mark Zuckerberg owning a currency, yeah. to me, seems like a nightmare, Yeah. but that that's a whole nother Yeah, that's a whole other podcast right <laughs> <Yeah>. there. <laughs> Um, going back to the live shows, tell me, at least right now in the moment, one or a couple of your favorite songs right now to be playing live. I'm loving the Lifeboat Empty Live. Okay. Yeah. That feels like, you know, when I, when I heard it, I was like, this feels like a live song. Yeah. yeah. It, oh my gosh, it's such a blast. I'm out of shape. That's what that song is teaching me. Okay. By the end of it, I'm like, I, this is so unsustainable. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but motivating. Um, yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. For, oh, for sure. Yeah. Um. As cliche as it is, I'm finding the whole set to be really enjoyable. Okay. Um, I'm do you do a lot of prep for set list, uh, like building your set list? Yeah. Is it is it really important to you the order of the songs? Oh yeah, we okay. spend we spend about a month working on it. Um, with it, we got an MD, um, like musical director who I basically spent a lot of time thinking about what I, like, what I wanted the set list to be. Mm-hmm. Um, I gotta say, I think I killed it this okay. tour. Um, and then the MD takes it and, and builds all these transitions and makes it flow so special, like, just so, it's so special how it flows. Okay. Um, it feels like, it feels like one song. It's yeah. really nuts. And then, you know, then we spend another week in New York in rehearsals fleshing it out and another week in production rehearsals fleshing it out and then even through the first couple of shows just kind of making like minor adjustments so it's definitely a process okay yeah cool but you're I mean obviously you're you're digging it I'm, so. I'm really into the set with the story yeah that's awesome that's awesome um what about then so actually this segues to my next question because I think you're you're playing Coachella this year. Yeah. This is your first time doing Coachella? First time doing Coachella. Okay. Are you obviously pretty stoked for that? Yeah, super excited. Yeah. So yeah. what about for something like that? Because I guess you're going to have to do a shortened set. What do you do yeah. then to... That is TBD. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Figure that out as we, a good uh, Yeah. I think we have, we have a fairly good idea of what we want to do. Um, and then probably like in the, in the week leading up to Coachella, we'll mm-hmm. use our sound check to like run the set a couple times that cool. week and yeah i'm gonna be there actually 
No yeah, freaking way. Yeah, it's first way. time I'm going to Coachella. No but way. Yeah. That's yeah. so awesome. Yeah, it's my girlfriend's 30th birthday the day before. So we just happened to be, we're going to be in Joshua Tree. And so then we're like, how do we, we have to go. Like, That's um, awesome. Is yeah. it your first time in Joshua Tree too? Yes. Yeah, it's oh, actually yeah. my first time going to California. Oh, no so, way. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, let me know how Joshua Tree is. I really want to go there. Oh, yeah. I've heard like that's so that's where we're spending her 30th birthday. Yeah. So awesome. Yeah. Did you get like Airbnb? We did. We got nice. like one of those super cool like out in the middle of nowhere Airbnbs. And, yeah, you guys yeah. are going to have an awesome time. Oh yeah, we've been planning this trip for like a year. So, nice. but yeah, so we're going to be at Coachella. Um so a couple of questions. So who for you, who are you hoping to bump into backstage there? So I don't even know. Like okay. cuz I don't even know um like it's at some festivals the artist lounge is kind of the hot spot. We've like we've seen like Jenner's walk by. We've seen like Chance the Rapper walk by. Jack okay. Harlow has walked by, um, and then we've been at festivals where like everyone has their own private like, rooms. They don't really gotcha. interact. Um, I would love I would love to just even like lay my eyes on Harry Styles. <laughs> <laughs> like that would be yeah. the the dream. Yeah. Um, what what, you're, what day are you planning? I'm playing Saturday. I Saturday, think he's, he's Friday, Friday night. So, so are you going to be able to like go out and enjoy some music? And um, I not the first weekend. Okay. The second weekend potentially. Okay. It's a little bit contingent on if my girlfriend wants to come. Right. With me. Um, because okay, so it's her birthday too that week. The second weekend. Um, the, her birthday is that the Tuesday in between. So gotcha. Okay, April um, though. Yeah, April nineteenth. Aries, same as my girlfriend. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so um, it's kind of just I'm just trying to like figure out what you know. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm at her disposal. So right. if she wants to go, sure. If she'd rather stay in LA and hang, sure. So I'm right. I'm open minded. Cool. So I'm the I'm gonna be there the first weekend. Okay. Nice. So we'll uh, we'll definitely come and check you out on that. Yeah. Please Saturday. Do. Saturday. Yeah. I don't cool. I don't know what time. They, yeah. I, I, we were looking at, like they haven't announced. So that was the other thing. That was my next question actually because it was one of those I was like oh I'm that person. I always said when I was younger I was like I don't want to be old because of my pa- like my parents and my aunts and uncles they were like ah oh, we don't listen to new music or whatever right yeah. always there's always that point and. I was always like, I never want to be there. I always want to be up to date. And anyways, the Coachella, like, uh, lineup came out, and I was like, I don't know 90% of these people. Honestly, neither do I. Okay, if okay. That makes I, was you like, feel better. I was like, I don't know. So I was, that was my next question. I was like, who do I not miss? Who shit can I not miss at Coachella? I, I really need to look at the lineup again. Um, if I'm being completely honest, so... Th- the, the lineup is pretty similar to when it first when I was first announced in 2020. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so I kind of like assumed it was the same, but I know Frank Ocean got bumped to. It was all the headliners I think got bumped. Oh, did they all? Yeah, because okay, it was originally really Rage Against the Machine. Oh. Frank wow. Ocean and I can't remember who was in the middle on the Saturday. Oh yeah, Travis Scott and then. Oh why? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, so least, now yeah. yeah. So all three got changed. I, I mean, I'm pumped for the headliners. Yeah. Um, you know, I'll let me like if I go through it, I'll, I'll definitely I'll have Zoe like shoot. Oh, is this a lineup? There you oh, go. you angel. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. Give me, give me thirty seconds. Like Harry Styles is also an appropriate answer. Yeah, I, was, I, I well, know. We're definitely I know. gonna go see Harry Styles for sure. I know. Sure. I don't want to keep Too harping obvious. on him because I. Obvious. Yeah. I do really want to see him 
See, I'm like, I'm like with you. I I feel like I don't like. I know, know. and a lot of them was like, I don't know who these people oh, are. Oh, girl in red, I really do want to see. Yeah, I do. Um, Conan Gray, I'd love to see. Those are obviously big yeah, artists. Yeah, Allie literally just saw Conan Gray last week. How was it? It was good. Yeah, Heck it was yeah. Really good. Yeah. yeah. Um. Oh, Holly Humberstone is playing. Okay. I didn't so know that. So you mentioned that one before. I don't. I'm gonna look. What day is she on? She's on Saturday oh, as well. Is this a, oh my gosh, oh my, I should know. I'm mad at you for not knowing who Holly Humberstone is. You know Holly Humberstone? Uh, yeah. Oh my fan. gosh. Yeah. We, okay, she. So a must do. What day is she on? She's Saturday as well. Oh, okay. So um, maybe you're going to get to hang. I, oh my god, that would be a dream. Oh, I really like Role Model as well. He's playing Friday, so. Yeah, uh, and I think it's Saturday or Sunday, Maniskin's playing, and I'm a big fan of them. Oh, I know. I'm, I've heard of them. They they uh, they did that the begging, begging cover. Yeah. The begging cover. Yeah, that, for yeah. sure. Um, and I love Bishop Briggs too. Bishop Briggs, yeah, me too. I'm so, so you know the same ones I do. At least. Yeah, I don't feel so bad. I'm so glad that you so love bad. Holly too. Uh, she's opening for Olivia Rodrigo here. I know oh, okay. here like two nights. She's doing okay. two nights, and Holly. Like I'm more excited for Holly than Olivia. Okay. <laughs> it's so okay. funny because like when we were trying to think of openers for this run, yeah. Um, my first thought was Gracie Abrams because she she just did a headline run. Um. I think most rooms were like 500 to 1,000 caps, so like it seemed like a really good fit. And they had said no, I guess they had bigger things going on. My other thought was Holly Humberstone, cause she, she had only been doing like 500 cap rooms in mm-hmm. the States too. And, and my manager was like, yeah, I, I don't know, I think, I think she's still like maybe a little too big for that. And literally a week later, they both got named to the Olivia Rodrigo tour. Yeah. I was like, yeah, I totally, I understand. <laughs> I, no, I'm not bitter. I get that. I would choose, I, I would choose opening for Olivia Rodrigo over my own tour. So <laughs> <laughs> that's cool. Okay. So that's on the list of, I literally the other day was like going through each day and then kind of like looking up each artist and then making note of which ones I wanted to look up. Nice. And so, okay. That one's going on there. Awesome. Cool. Um, okay, before we wrap, we got like five minutes left. So take me back. We talked, coming full circle when we started. So you were playing college soccer. Tell me at what point you, you realized, okay, I want to do music full time now. Yeah. I think that it wasn't really until I got the offer to support Quinn 92 on tour. Right. So were you just kind of putting stuff out on SoundCloud yeah. at the time or something? And Yeah, I was, I was lucky when I was a sophomore in college, I signed like a little EP yeah. deal. Um, with a label called Ultra. Yeah. And um, even then, to me, I was like, oh, this is cool. Like, I'll get a little money. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm in college. I bought myself a car. Yeah. Um, now I could, like, get to New York City to I mean, it is so and- awesome that we have, like, these laneways now where you can literally just produce your own music and put it out there totally. at least for someone to hear totally and i mean I, yeah after after um that little after the project with ultra i stayed independent for like two years mm-hmm. almost um and it yeah i mean that that kind of for me was like oh wow I'm, we're really doing this thing even mm-hmm. without a label like you know this is you know we're making enough money to live and we're touring and, and people seem to care so yeah yeah. Super cool. Whereas, like, was anyone in your family musical before? No. Really? So this no. was just you? Yeah. What kind of music was playing in the house when you were growing up? A lot of singer-songwriter stuff. Okay. Um, a lot of, like, Indigo Girls and John mm. Mayer and Bob Dylan. Oh, so much Bruce Springsteen. Yeah, that's my mom's. And John Mellencamp, yeah. yeah. My and Coldplay, a, a lot of Coldplay. My, no, my dad, too, big Coldplay guy. Big, yeah, Spr- <laughs> yeah. Springsteen fans? Spring, my mom, Springsteen, my yeah. dad. My dad was, like, more the, like, Coldplay is this thing, like, the mellow, yes. like, the mellow, easy rock. Okay. So, like, 
like early Rolling Stones. Um, oh my God, so much Rolling Stones. The, my too. dad's favorite band was a band called the Moody Blues. Okay. Um, and the, they were like his jam. So the first, the first CD I ever got was from my dad. He gave me a, the Bee Gees Greatest Hits. Oh, nice. Up, that's what I grew up on. That's so, awesome. But yeah, so that was, but yeah, so it's a lot of singer-songwriter. I think my first CD was like Kids Bop. Yeah? Yeah. <laughs> the first one I, I mean, the era that I grew up in. <laughs> Uh, was like so the first the first city I bought was was Backstreet's Back. Oh, <laughs> like, oh yeah. Yeah, which oh, is yeah, for sure. really cool. Have you seen Have you seen Turning Red yet? Um, no, that's a, is that that new Disney movie? Yeah, so yeah. it literally takes place in 2002. Okay. For the point that they wanted to have like the boy band era, like oh, as part of it, awesome. and it's actually Phineas who wrote like the music. For oh it. no way! I yeah, didn't yeah. know that. And it's like super catchy. It's actually my my girlfriend's favorite song this year is the song from Turning Red. <laughs> oh, that's incredible! It was written by Phineas, and it's like designed to be like an in sync Backstreet Boys song, and it's super catchy. He's but, such a little genius. Yeah, where she's like, "Can we go see Phineas at Coachella just out of hope that he'll play the song from Turning Red?" And that I was like, adorable. "Don't bank on it, but yeah, let's go." <laughs> That is so. She's like, awesome. we can, I was like, we can tweet at him before and be like, can you please play Four Town? Like, <laughs> he did all the music um, for the movie uh, The Fallout, which was really good. If you guys which haven't seen Fallout? that, yet. Have, have you seen that? I haven't seen it, but I know, yeah, because Universal released that. Okay, nice. Wait, which yeah. one's The Fallout? Um, it's the a 007 movie. It's about um, Wait. no, that yeah, he did that's that. That's the Billie Eilish oh, song, um, which was also really sick. sick. She's nominated for an Oscar. For I that. know. I saw. That's it is so really cool. sick. It's the best Bond song in a few years. In a really? few movies. Yeah. No, yeah. I actually, haven't listened to that. Some of them were kind of. Oh no, wait. The Adele one was also super sick. Yeah. Oh. It was the one in the middle that was really disappointing. It was like Alicia Keys and Jack White, and it's like what a killer combo. And then it was like super disappointing. Oh. <laughs> what movie are you talking? About? Um, it's What's a, the fallout? It's about a school shooting, which probably doesn't hold as much weight in Canada. I'm guessing. Right. Right. Um, but. Yeah, yeah. As an American, like that watching yeah. that was really powerful, and okay. just like. I mean that. What's it, what's it like to not think about that here? I mean, for us, it's nice. the opposite. It's like, what is it like for you guys to think about having to, like, go through? I've, like, we've heard, dude, like, you have to go through security so to get into school and stuff like that. Like, go through metal school, detectors dude. Like, it's just this. so weird. Like, even, even, like, do you guys go through metal detectors to get into a concert? Yeah. Yeah, 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 that you do. All right. But I don't, uh, I mean, I don't know if That's it's cool. Yeah. But you're not, like, you're not at a concert, like, thinking, like, yeah, it's, like, totally reasonable someone could just, no, like, shoot this up all. right now. No. Or, like, yeah, you go to a movie theater. Like, no joke. Right. You literally go to so a movie theater. So you have to theater. do metal detectors to go to a movie theater? No, but okay. you go to them and you're like, yeah, people people just, like, shoot these up. Or what was the one last year? There was one last year at, like, a like a superstore or something like that. You know, like a There's grocery store. They're, 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 like, yeah. fucking... They're every, sure. It's, like, every single place yeah, there could be a shooting. It's not like that, yeah. I mean, again, that's another whole podcast on it. I know, for uh, real. And let's not rap on that. Let's rap on. <laughs> yeah, let's <Sunday>. totally move <laughs> yeah. on. Uh, what do we want to rap on? So tell me about where are you heading next after? Um, so we go to Boston. We got two back-to-back shows in Boston. Um, biggest headline shows ever. Which okay. I'm really, really, really stoked about. Yeah. So what, what's capacity there? Um, 3,500. So Amazing. We had two shows there. Amazing. Um, yeah, we sold out one. The other one is getting close, doing really well. And, um, yeah, I'm so, I'm, like, so excited. Amazing. Well, I mean, this tour looks like it's going, from what I've seen on social and, and hopefully tonight, like, that's 
Uh, and hopefully I'll see you at Coachella as well. Yeah, so, definitely. Uh, seems like everything's going to plan. So. It's going, yeah, I'm not going to lie. It's going better than I expected because I think, like, you know, um, we announced a tour right when Omicron variant yeah. was popping up. And, and so, I, like, I'm just not used to ticket sales moving the mm-hmm. way they are. And I've been so pleasantly surprised by the way shows are wrapping and people are showing up and having such a good time. And awesome. I'm just, yeah, I'm really stoked. Well, thank you so much for doing this today. Yeah, thank you guys uh, for being really here. This is really cool. The Adamantium. Thank you for tuning in to the Adamantium Podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode, we'd absolutely love for you to subscribe to us on whichever platform you listen to your podcasts. I'd also love to see you on social media. You can follow on Instagram at The Adamantium, on Facebook at The Adamantium Podcast, and on Twitter at Adam R. Harrison. Thank you again so much for listening.